Let's see, Facebook doing things. Yeah, it does. Cool. Let's do things like this. I have no idea whether that did anything. <laughs> uh, it looks like people are on it. You're here with us, but I'm, I don't know where it is on Facebook. So we'll, we'll start with this and hopefully that it worked. All over the place, I believe. Cool. Welcome, everyone. Oh, cool. We can actually see people commenting. Can you guys, we're testing like a brand new system right now. Um, so I see Kim Stewart wrote, hello, lovelies. But if anyone that's watching can just right in there um wherever you're writing and um yeah let let us know that what what you're hearing seeing etc just so we know that this is working look what we can do let's <laughs> <laughs> zoom in <laughs> whoa so cool he's like tipping over to one side and they're like <clears throat> but the boat's not really tipping they just have to pretend like it's tipping <sighs> So my wife I will say that my camera, at least on mine, looks like crystal clear and yours looks all pixelated. I don't know if that's other people's experience right now. It's probably the network connectivity issue. But um, cool. Awesome. All right. So that thing worked out. Um, by the way, I would love to get your guys' feedback. What do you think about our new name? What do you think about old souls and seekers? We're uh, we're actually I think going to rebrand, so we rebranded our Facebook group to that. Kind of like that that all uh, what we were having before personal development without the fluff felt very uh, 2016 to us versions of ourselves. So this felt more in line, and um, yeah, I think we're going to actually rebrand the podcast to not be the personal development without the fluff podcast. Be done. I already did it. It's already done. Sorry. I'm, I'm catching you up on things then. Um, so now we're going to, yeah, go after old souls and seekers, which I kind of think I'd lo love to hear from you guys, obviously, because you're, you're our base here. But um, I'd love to think like, you know, what does that old souls and seeker make you feel like? No, no, no. Satori Prime is absolutely going to be. But, but for the group name and stuff like that, um, we wanted something that actually says what we're about today. Um, and it felt like our audience, you know, I can just share my experience, but when I hear or someone tells me like, you're an old soul, and obviously I feel like we've all been hearing that for a long time. This is not something that someone just tells you because you got gray hair. Uh, it's more of like a way of being that you carry yourself with. Uh, I was saying to Guy, I always kind of, it was like a badge of honor for me, or like if someone called me a seeker, it was a badge of honor for me. So. Um, and I feel like that's kind of how it is for most people. So, you know, that's, um, that's what we want to talk to. And, uh, oh, cool. Did you just highlight that? Yeah, I can do that too. That's cool. We're learning. We're learning on the fly here as we, uh, we use this new platform, but yeah, that's, um, you know, it just resonated for us. I hope it resonates for you guys because, uh, I think it, it's the responsibility of the old souls on this planet, uh, to create the shift 
that I believe is going to take place. I think that we both believe is going to take place over the next two, three, four, five years. Um, I don't need to tell you that the world is going through some massive, massive transformation right now. And uh, I do believe it's up to us to remember who we really are, uh, gain new tools and skill sets to be able to remember who we truly are, and then shine that out onto the world so that the planet you know, and the human race can evolve to wherever it is that we're evolving. So uh, welcome to the Old Souls and Seekers tribe. When somebody calls me an old soul, I get that feeling of like, I bet you say that to all the boys. <laughs> you know, I get like that. Oh, like I feel good about myself, but I, would, I don't want to tell them that I do. That kind of feeling. So, yeah, we were having a conversation and we're like, so who do we really talk to and how do we really feel and who are our clients? And we're like, all our clients are old souls. And there's just like that, um, you know, the, it's like when you're a veteran of a certain experience, however you guys believe about past lives or whatnot, but when you're a veteran of an of an experience, right, like being in the physical body, there's what Elon and I have come to, which is like, you're not really learning per se, you're, it's like you're remembering what this meat suit has had you forget. So a lot of times when you're going through transformational experiences, they're kind of like new, but kind of old at the same time. You're like, mm, I kind of, this, there's something familiar about this. Even when you're dealing with weird and alien type of things, you're like, you know, this is all part of the lineage of being human in different ways. And if you know things about the Akash, right, and how energy works, it's very much kind of like stored here on our planet. So it would come to pass that even as you upgrade or move through different machinery, you would have um, access to these things. And that's what it feels like for us. So uh, yeah, I'm really excited actually about this new name. I feel like it opens up a different type of energy that we get to speak into, who we get to bring on our podcast, who we get to um, work with, all that kind of stuff. So hopefully you guys feel that way too. Yeah. And speaking of podcasts, if there are any people like authors or other people you hear on podcasts that you think a guy and I would resonate with uh, and that we should share with our community here now at Old Souls and Seekers, um, then please make those introductions. We, we love talking to interesting people. Uh, we both love to read. So I, what I tend to do is actually like read a bunch of books and then reach out to those authors and bring them out onto the show. So, um, yeah, if, if you know of anyone, please, uh, don't hesitate to share them with us as well. All right. So, um, let's bang on and yeah. share some things. So we haven't uh, been with you guys in quite some time, and uh, I feel like we're in some hyperbolic chamber of transformation and openness um, over the last, like, I don't even know how long. I don't even know what day it is anymore, to be honest with you guys. Um, but we are very much looking forward to our live event that is happening here uh, Friday, Saturday, so just in a matter of a few days. If you haven't gotten your tickets yet, there's still spots available. You can just head over to satoriprime.com forward slash live, satoriprime.com forward slash live. I believe ticket prices are about to go up again. So just go and grab a ticket. And again, I've said this in a bunch of videos that I've made recently, but like if money is the only reason that you're not planning to attend the event, and I mean this from the bottom of my heart, this is not just some empty words, please reach out to me. We will have a conversation. We will figure out a way to make this work for you. Um, but if your only thing is like, oh my God, I really want to be there, but money, contact me. 
I know this event isn't expensive to begin with. We've priced it really, really nominally so that everyone can join. And if that's still not good enough for you specifically, put all the bullshit conversations you have in your head about I'm not worthy of investing in myself. I'm not worthy of asking for help. I don't even know that I can't ask for help. I'm going to be a nuisance. All that stuff that's radiating in your head, I'm going to ask you to just park it over there and ask for help. Okay. Um, because like I said, this is, this is bigger than, than you and I will remind you guys again about the event at the end, but for now, uh, we called this one, how to make things easy and what to do when you get there. So talk a little bit about what's been going on for you and then we'll, uh, we'll see where that leads. Oh boy. Uh, yeah, I can share some, some interesting things that have been opening up for, for me. I'm in awe of this kind of work. And and this is actually like part of the reason that we rebranded and part of the reason that we got rid of all of our previous programs and created all new ones is because like as a guy and I feel like I've been put in this hyperbaric chamber of transformation where all these incredible people are showing up in our lives, all these incredible experiences and teachings and guidance and openings. It, It just, For the first time ever, and we've been at this since 2003, so, you know, 18 plus years of of doing this work, I can honestly say that I'm at a place where the more I continuously and consistently do these practices, the more they, they continue to blow my mind. Like, whatever I thought they were when I started, however incredible they were, it almost feels like, right, the more we do them, it's like that same five minutes is now this like incredible experience and the ability to to do my, my solo practices or to sit in a group and have all these incredible experiences occur seems to just be getting faster and faster. Um, and so that that's really exciting because I've actually noticed the opposite effect to be true with a lot of the mindset work where it has this upward trajectory, then it kind of plateaus and then it kind of dips down. Like it doesn't continue to have that same impact on you where this, I am just seeing like, it just keeps getting better and better and better and better. So I want to share like a, a very personal experience with you guys. And if some of the words that I'm using or some of the experience that I'm having doesn't resonate or make sense, don't worry about it. Just stay open and listen from whatever part gets to hear this. Um, As I share this story, maybe notice if certain parts are being triggered and just be with those parts. There's nothing to fix or nothing to overcome or nothing to like, you don't have to understand it. Just be in the experience, right? I'm going to transmit something to you guys. Uh, about three or so weeks ago, I was in, um, a weekend program, the guy and I were in for two years and we did this exercise. Uh, it was the most uncomfortable exercise I've ever done in my entire life. I've done (laughs) many, many exercises. The exercise, the intention of the exercise was that when someone Buddha used to say, like when people shoot arrows at me, I can turn those arrows into flowers. So the idea of the exercise was that when someone's saying something personally at you, like a personal attack, you have this ability to take that 
and diffuse that energy almost like imagine like you're diffusing it through your energetic field and then you ground it and so that arrow doesn't actually pierce in here it kind of gets diffused that was the intention now in order to do this one person had to receive the attack and the other person had to give the attack and then we switched i would love to tell you that one was easier than the other but both were the most fucking uncomfortable things i've ever done like I thought one would be easier, but they were just both miserable. And what I noticed is the attacking of others was specifically unnerving for me. And I knew it was an exercise and like you're making this stuff up. So I'm not like actually attacking, but that the, the physical beingness, like that feeling that came over me was very, very uncomfortable. So I ended up working in an additional section. Yeah, that sounds awful. It was not, it was not great, but it led to great things. So this is just stick with me on this. So after that exercise that made me feel so uncomfortable, we had these like lab where you could pick one of eight things. And one of them was to work with this instructor specifically on this. So I want you to get it. I'm scanning the eight and I'm reading and I'm like, just listening to my body. What, what's my body wanting? What's, and every time I would get my finger to that place, everything inside of me is like, no, no fucking way. We're absolutely not doing that. And then I would just move to the next one. I'd be like, ah. and I would scan back. I was like, no, we're not fucking doing that. No and I was like, all right, that's the one we're doing. <laughs> so I go into this uh, lab and I ended up working directly with, with the uh the guy that that was running it and so he had me attack his weight he was like hey listen come at me full force attack my weight whatever so for two minutes i'm attacking this human being and i get nasty like the longer i'm doing it the nastier i'm getting and i'm watching as words are hitting him like there was some that he could like diffuse others kind of were like a lot more harder to diffuse and but after it was done i had to get up and just jump around here and like shake myself out because I felt disgusting. So disgusting. Like, and I'm starting to share this with the group. And, and what I felt was this older part when I, I started doing this work in, when I was 21 years old. And it was the first time ever at that one seminar that I found out that all these years I would level people either with my words, my thoughts, et cetera. And I never realized the kind of pain I was inflicting on others as I was going through, through growing up. And when I was making fun of someone and attacking this guy, it almost felt like this old part of me was starting to creep up. It was like this like ooze that was starting to overtake, you know, in the matrix when he gets like swallowed up by that glass, it was, that's what it felt like. It was like building up, building up, building up, building up. And all I wanted to do was just be like, no, you cannot be here. And in that moment, I realized something that I have. It's not even a, it's not an aversion. It's not a uncomfortable. It was a hate, a hate towards a part of me that back in 2003, I kicked that little fucking boy out into the desert, buried him in some box and was like, you never get to come play again, ever. And a lot of the work that we do, I mean, people like Melinda and Kim and Jivan, you guys know this, 
but it's like, right. We're talking about love every part of you. When people talk about self-love, my definition is the ability to love every aspect of yourself and integrate it into the whole. And when I saw so clearly that I hated this part, that was a big red flag for me to go like, oh, wow. So the practitioner I was working with started to reframe it. And that, that ability, right, like to knock people down comes from, uh, it's called the aggressive pattern or the fire pattern that, that they call in this program. But at, at, the same, at the same token, right, like everything has a shadow and everything has a gift. So what he was starting to reframe for me is that fire used properly could be the greatest tool to awaken humanity. It could be a laser for waking human beings up and to bring truth into the world. But when I put this mask of evil on top of it, I have no access to that gift. And I was like, whoa, okay. Because now, right, there's, there's, so there's the reframe. And as this is reframing with a lot of the work that we do, it's, it's energetic. So I'm feeling like in my system, new pathways start to open up and new things are moving and shifting. Now, having that be a concept and then having it be an as lived experience, two very different things. And so I realized that what I get to practice is to go in and start to find a connection with this part. So I'll walk you through this, this really cool story that happened. I was working with uh, an IFS therapist and I start to see this part, that part, right. That I've been I kicked down to the desert and I see a five or six year old version of me on fire, literally like superhero style, like like this boy is on fire. And what I want to do is I want to walk over there and actually make a connection with him. But I have these other parts of me that are like, you cannot go over there because if we go over there, we're going to die. He's going to hurt us. So I, I do some intermittent stuff here to eventually convince these scared parts to at least look and make a connection like like so that that part sees that we're looking at him right and uh as i see him i kind of send this like telepathic message hey i want to connect with you and i watch this boy put out his arm and take the fire off his arm so like he keeps the fire on his body but the fire is coming off his arm and he like reaches out his arm to me to like connect so we start walking over there and I make a connection with him. And this is the part that just floored me. So mind you, right? Like this part in my mind would destroy people. And I knew why, because I have this story that I grew up with that I'm a loser. So if I ever perceived anyone in life that was better than me in anything, it would really activate me. It would be like the worst kick in the nuts feeling. So this part got created to protect that hurt from happening. So he would just go out there and annihilate people, like whether in thoughts or actions, whatever, to bring them down to a level that I was comfortable with. So I go to this little boy who's on fire and I say, hey, 
why do you have the need to hurt people? And imagine a five-year-old kid looking up at you like this and going, I never wanted to hurt anybody. And I melted because I realized that I was the one that made this little boy go do all of those horrible things. He never wanted to do that, but he had a job and that job was to protect me. And the way that he protected me was by destroying these other people, but he never wanted to do that. And I remember feeling so bad in the moment that I looked at this little boy with like heartbreak and compassion and empathy. And I literally shifted from a place of hatred and anger and fuck you. And you don't get to be here anymore to just like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. How could I have done this to you? And then I eventually have him notice me, like me, older me now. And let him know that I don't need that level of protection anymore. To which he responded, then what do I do now? And when we do this parts work, I have this like big mansion where all the parts get to come and like play. And so I invited him back into this house that he was never allowed in. <laughs> when he walked into this house, he had this bewildered look on his face like, what? what am I supposed to do? Like, can I stay? Am I like here to go? Like, and when he realized that he could stay the only, I can only describe this to you because it's, you know, it was just a felt experience, but you know, that feeling when you sit in front of a fire on like, like a cold snowy day and it just, the lights are low. You have like a hot drink in your hand and you're just like feeling the fire and it's just so warm and cozy it was like that feeling started to explode in my heart and then reverberate through my entire body. And ever since that day, and this was probably like two weeks ago, ever since that day, my experience of being alive has been so incredibly different. The way that my kids are around me, uh, the way I show up with clients, like, all of it, just this, this incessant part that was always looking for, are they better? Are they better? Do I have to control? Like all, all of that is gone. And instead I'm experiencing peace. I'm experiencing um, like a slowdown and a quietness, both up here and in here. So I, I'm, Thank you, by the way, for listening and thank you for letting me share that story because, again, I've been doing this work for 18 years and it took me all that time to be able to A, a see that part and B, have the ability to go and do that level of work. Never in all the mindset times that we've done have I ever had that experience internally. Um, and what I want to offer you guys is maybe like a, a takeaway here is this. That to me is the definition of self-love. Is the ability to find those things in yourself. Because when you heal those aspects of you, they no longer run you. If you try to overcome them, it will just be another band-aid that you're putting on this thing that will continue to run your life. So. Yeah. Yeah. Um Lots of good questions. I saw uh, yes. 
Matt, and by the way, congratulations. I read your story with your wife, so congratulations on your newborn. He's a brand new papa of under twelve week of under two weeks, and Aww. they had they had a, a hell of a labor story. So I hope the, your wife is doing well. Um, he was asking, and you know, this goes to kind of maybe creating a distinction for people about the difference between the work we're doing now and you know the mental landscape of reframing and, and the personal development space. So he was asking, like, where do you think that belief for being a loser came from? Is there something that someone could have done differently to prevent that belief from manifesting? Good, good mm. question. Great question. Um, So I'm going to answer this in two ways, because I think like now as a father, you're already starting to plan like, oh, my God, I never want my kid to have that. I'm just going to say this across the board. You know, I have slightly older kids than Guy. Um, I'm of the belief that it almost doesn't matter what we do. The kid's going to grow up with some things that they're going to need to talk to or work with someone on. Like it just it just is because there's no way that before or even after language that you're always going to be able to provide your little one with the needs because you don't know what those needs are at any given moment. So it's like a best guess, right? And if you, if you give them this thing, you're offsetting this thing, if you're doing that. So as, as a parent, I just want to offer to everyone, like, if you love your child, like, I mean, like just love your child and are there for that child in the best way that you know how, that's already doing it 99 point something percent better than most parents on planet Earth. If I can interject here, right there, again, from looking at the Akash and how souls come in, the soul does come in for a particular experience and even chooses the designated parents in order to have that experience. Yeah. So the old paradigm was kind of about, um, it was less about learning about your child, right? If you kind of look at the way that society has been designed, it's been designed around media, government, whatever, setting the precedence for kind of social norms. Like these are the norms that we all follow. And then we all kind of, you know, abide by these norms, police each other through these norms. So there was a norm under which a human being was supposed to be a good human and a, a bad human. So prior to, you know, probably the last generation or two, the common thought about raising children, and, and this applies to all of us because we've all been children at some point in time, was about breaking the child, creating obedience, right? Like don't talk back. And again, you see this kind of struggle right now with like the new and old paradigm where we look at, or so a lot of people look at millennials and will say, oh, they're entitled. And looking from the old energy and the old paradigm, it does look at, like entitlement. <laughs> but it was like, that is, you know, the way that it is now is, is naturally what would have lent itself to every generation wanting it to be easier for the next generation. And then we get into this habit of, well, because it wasn't easy for me, I'm going to make the last generation wrong for where it's easy for them. What we don't see is where it's more difficult for them. Or like, I didn't grow up with social media. I didn't have to go from high school where my peers may have been saying something about me. And then I got to go home and catch reprieve from that where today a child might go home and it's like, they just feel like they're being bullied nonstop, you know, from that. Like I didn't have to deal with that as a child. They do. So um, kind of what Elon's pointing to is like, if we try to create obedient children, what I feel like has changed now, certainly for me, is instead of giving my son structures in the way of what's the right and the wrong way to be a human being, what I'm looking for is to learn or listen for or be in the energetics of and align myself to looking at what did the soul actually come here for? 
Like, yeah. who are they and how can I learn about who they are and then give them a structure around that, right, as much as humanly possible to help them discover that path and be in purpose and mission maybe a lot sooner than I would have gotten into instead of, hey, you have to take this path, you have to go to school, you have to do this, you have to be this way all the time. So I don't find myself using that language or that kind of energy with my children at all. The more I look out into the landscape and I see how people are raising their children, I am seeing this kind of new energy being applied to children. And I think that's the big change. So um, just to kind of like go back to the question, yeah, I don't think there's anything we can do to protect children from the experiences that they came here to have. Even if you give a child the best best childhood, you know, at 10 or 12 years old, they might say, I want to try something completely new unconsciously, or the soul might request that. And they might go into like a really dark space just to get a different shade of life and perception just to come back to the foundational training that they had so they can actually have um, a feeling of gratification and honor that it wasn't just given it to them. But now they had to like humbly come back to that and like almost... Uh, accept it versus just being given that thing, right? So you really like just never kind of know. We always kind of want to work with where people are versus trying to get them to where we think we want them to be. And I think that's the big change here um, to talk to that point, Matt, which is if, you know, personal development, again, has a frame about what's a good and what's a bad human being and then how, well, let's reframe this because this is a good frame for that person. This is a bad frame for that person instead of like, hey, let's actually tune into what's going on in this person's body in the energetic field. Let's teach them how to gain awareness with that. And then let's show them how to bring presence into that so that the divine, natural, call it whatever you want, universal intelligence that knows how every neuron in their brain and how every uh, fragment of their body is put together, right? Which no human being could possibly know also knows how to create alignment for that system because only that system can know how that alignment works. So our work today is less about telling people, okay, reframe it this way. Now you're good. And you could have this conversation and, and that stuff is effective to a point. It's more about let's create an environment where healing can just naturally happen for a human being. Yeah, Matt, I wanted to give you a, a a great example of this. So obviously Guy and I are blood brothers. We were two years apart. We grew up in an incredibly loving home. Like our parents loved us. You know, they were they were there. Um, we, we were the only ones that we got to rely on each other. Like we we had a for all intents and purposes, an unbelievable childhood, right? Like our parents are happily married. They were kind of always the like the role model couple for everyone, all their friends like would look to them. And we kind of grew up in that household. Having said that, here's what's interesting. Each one of us is made up in, in our own unique way. So same dad. Okay. And what, again, this is just something that we're realizing a lot more recently uh, because we always looked at our parents as like the most amazing, perfect parents. And when someone was like, your parents weren't there for you, we were like, shut the fuck up. You have no idea what you're talking about, right? Like that was our reaction because they were, they were incredible. What we're starting to realize is that there are emotional, not just physical, there are emotional needs that every human being has. And if those emotional needs aren't met, then something has to rewire in the system. So I'm not going to go into like the full details, but same, same situation, right? Like I realized that my dad wasn't going to meet certain emotional needs. Guy realized dad is not going to meet certain emotional needs, but how we dealt with that 
went in polar opposite directions. I decided, you know what, like, I'm not going to have my needs met here. So I'm not even going to keep trying. I become resigned and I find another angle, right? Like I go to my mom to have those needs met and I'm good. Guy gets angry that those emotional needs aren't met and keeps trying over and over and over to get those needs met over there and keeps getting disappointed, which leads to more anger, which leads to more anger. Same exact home environment, same exact situation, like absolute opposite reactions. And those reactions, and this, by the way, happens when you're super young. This is like before words even really exist. Mm-hmm. Or at a very, very young age, like you're, you're pre-verbal basically, right? So this is all happening. And then this starts to create all of these structures and patterns that now you live out, not just with your parents, but with your friends, with teachers at work, with yourself, with intimate partners, with business. And it just loops and loops and loops and loops and loops. Until one day you meet people like Guy and I and you have an experience and you go, holy shit. (laughs) Like, this is why I do all of this stuff. And everything starts to just break away. So it, it doesn't matter so much about the what is happening. As a parent, and Jivan knows this like, I mean, she can tell you stories up the wazoo between her and her son in doing work with us. But like when you begin to find love for yourself, I think someone said this here before. Um, Yeah, like uh, this, I don't know who this Facebook user is, but loving myself intensifies my love for my family and others. Yes, exactly. And then they feel that and that is healing energy for them as well. Yeah. And that's, that's the cool part of this. It's like, you don't have to worry about focusing on other people. You just get to wor- worry and like, well, not worry. You get to just do the inner work on your own. On your own. Yeah. As, as you introduce uh, what we call like safety and well-being back into your system, which can, I'm, I'm telling you right now, cannot be done from personal development work. It will like scrape the surface of that. It will not get in the trenches. It won't go deep. There, there is an awareness that you can develop in the body that anybody who sat in extremely long-term meditations has accessed, things of this nature that can lead to a secondary awareness that most of us are treating like a secondary awareness that Elon and I are actively working on as creating as a primary awareness. So if you think about what that means is most of us, what is the awareness we have? We have our eyes, ears, right? And then we process this holographic reality through this conditioned brain that has all these programs around how it's constantly interpreting reality and trying to create safety. Now, you can understand all that stuff and it's very interesting to understand the philosophy and psychology of the mind, fantastic. But regardless of what philosophy or psychology you understand, like how many of you guys know uh, some family whose mom or dad was a psychologist and whose kids were not raised to be that awesome of human beings. In fact, the kids are kind of fucked up. Right. Like you, you will meet a lot of psychologists whose kids are not very well, uh, like put together well, right, by social norms kind of things. And again, a lot of that is because what are most of us teaching for? Those of us who are educators, 
if you know like somebody who's in a very specific marketplace, guess what problem they had that they were trying to solve, right? And because they tried to solve that problem, they got pretty good at solving that problem and now is are teaching that to other people. But that means also that that's, that's like the torment that they dealt with, right? So my, my point here is, is that it doesn't really matter what you understand. Like you can come back to that event, right? That Matt was kind of alluding to that Elon had pointed to a million times before in his life. It's like, let me think about that event. Let me think about that event. Okay, let me think about that event. After you come back to that event 50 times already and you've negotiated and you've reframed it and you've done all these things to it, you're gonna be like, why do I gotta keep coming back to this event? Because if mindset worked, if personal development worked, you wouldn't have to come back to that event at all. yourself a loser anymore or what developed that again that's that's interesting for the mind but overall it's not interesting so if you walk into a room and you get anxiety or you get stressed or overwhelmed by being around a certain group of people there's no personal development class that's going to stop that for you there's no amount of money that you're going to make that's going to stop that for you right because there's a a a, a unconscious subconscious response that your conscious mind can't control so if we don't turn and make this turn that is available big time right now, instead of making all this stuff that's making reality into a cognitive thing to survive into the secondary way that we look at reality. And instead the sense part of ourselves, the part that animals use to navigate themselves all over the planet, right? All that kind of stuff as our, our primary way to start sensing things. When we attune to this part of ourselves, it becomes very clear how healing can actually naturally happen. And all that really does is allow for energy to move and liberate through the system and for the universal divine intelligence, call it whatever you will, to naturally reorient the system around well-being and safety. We will never understand enough about safety and well-being to get us there because it's just, it's too conceptual. So what Elon's talking about, even though he did this practice with another human being, what, he, what he's not mentioning or talking about maybe in great detail is that there was a certain energetic alignment that was being held as a primary awareness while the mind and the cognitive piece was doing what it always does. So you can see the cognitive piece as a secondary from this primary position. Yeah. So there's almost like a, a, an upper awareness that watches this stuff. And because of that, it no longer has that same hit that you have when the cognition is first. So Elon and I sit in these pockets, right, of this kind of awareness a lot more. Certainly can't tell you that it's our primary. And that's kind of what we're working towards is making that awareness more and more part of our day-to-day -day lives. And I'm gonna tell you flat out, the, it, it just requires discipline, right? Like you guys know this, you eat a certain kind of food every single day, your body's gonna turn into a certain kind of body. You put other kind of fuel in your body, it's gonna turn into a different kind of body. That's just different forms of discipline. You can say one is right and one is wrong based on social norms, but at the end of the day, it's just one path of energy leads you here, the other path of energy leads you there. We all get to choose what kind of human we can be. Right now, in my personal opinion, with everything that's happening, it points to that the veil that used to be upon humanity is very, very, very thin, and that these things that used to require an incredible amount of effort to become aware of are suddenly becoming very easy extremely like palpable and with just a, a few tweaks of awareness which is really what our live event is about is about giving you awareness of this other awareness so that you can 
start putting disciplines in place in order to reset the foundation. And for anybody who's been part of our programs, right? And if you want to chime off about it, you can you can say how your life or how that has impacted you if you wish. And that's really what um, this Old Souls and Seekers rebrand is about because we were personal development without the fluff. It was like, hey, let's just, let's just fucking get to it. Let, let's not talk about all the fluffy shit. Let's talk about the stuff that works. That's where that branding came from, came from. And that came from a really masculine energy that Elon and I lived most of our life from, built our company around, and thought success had to come through. When the energy started started changing, we found a balance and healing in our systems that we didn't even know existed because our primary cognitive had no way of viewing or experiencing the world from that energy. It had literally never even experienced that energy before. So over the last four or five years, that has been a rebalancing that has taken place. And I could tell you today, when we work with clients, we say less than we've ever said before, right? We don't sit there and tell them how to reframe. And, and if it's appropriate to do that for where they're at, certainly we can offer that. But what we see time and time again is literally our awareness. Our awareness is creating a certain kind of field. That field allows for a particular experience to arise in that person's system for something to be seen with presence that has never been seen before. Because presence is there while that part is being seen, the system naturally reorganizes and actually heals itself. Elon and I don't do healing work. We just offer a container in which healing work happens on its own. And you should see the type of headway that people make in their healing that you know cognitively would have taken a decade, two decades to get there, happens in weeks, days sometimes, hours sometimes. It is, I'm telling you, shocking for us to see and to even be part of most of the time, because we're like, okay, cool, this, so that happened, you know? And so if you apply that to yourself and if you're sitting in these disciplines day in and day out, what we notice, and that's kind of what I named this thing is like, life just gets to kind of be easy. Like when we were getting on, what do we talk about today? We were both like, well, nothing's really going on. And I mean that in a good way, like there's no drama in our lives. I, I keep finding myself in, in this kind of, um, natural pull towards more purification. I don't want to call it purity because then people think about like purity tests and Christianity and things like that. I just mean like, I don't put bad things in my body. I find myself rarely drinking anymore. I don't find myself wanting to read any headlines. I don't care. I mean, and I don't mean that in a bad way about like what's happening in the world. Like I want to keep feeding my system good things. So I'm going to keep looking at what makes my system vibrate in a good way. Reading headlines doesn't do that, especially for things that I have no control over. Right. So um, it was funny because we're like, we couldn't find a topic because nothing like nothing dramatic has happened in the last few weeks. And I'm like, yeah, that's because we're actually sitting in this pocket in this window of well-being where it's like healing and it's not like healing work stops. This is a shift that we get to make as a global community. You don't got to go into the shitter to do healing work. Not anymore. Try that one in for size. Cause that's new. That's some new shit right there. You don't have to feel bad or go back to an event that makes you feel terrible to do healing work. You can sit in joy and well-being and ecstatic experiences and do more healing work on your system from that energy than you ever could going into the shit. Dramatic pause. It's a big deal. Like that's new for me or, you know, or I can laugh. In fact, I would even offer before you go into some healing work, 
try laughing hysterically first instead of no, okay let me go into it and it feels really bad and i'm gonna just just try changing try playing with the energy that actually going into it with joy and enthusiasm and like laughter or being with somebody else that you can laugh with and do the energy work do the healing work see what happens yeah anything you want to add to this uh monica if you're still listening because monica wrote my energy is taxed i feel like my night sky is missing the moon um i would just ask if you can notice your um the solar plex area like here and see if you notice that there's like a a constriction there you see like there are things that are happening in our body these constrictions tightening pulsing squeezing whatever and every time one of those happens the mind goes in and goes oh shit something's wrong i gotta fix this and you and the mind will start taking you on a roller coaster ride of what's wrong and you'll run for this or run for that, whether something to numb it, like alcohol or drugs or sex or work or working out or whatever it is, or it will go into problem solving mode where it's like, I need more of this, I need less of that, I have to do this, right? And it just runs you around like a chicken and then you end up feeling exhausted because none of that stuff works. So now you're beating yourself up on top of the fact that nothing's working and you're doing all this work, it just like, I suck at this, I'll never figure this out, etc. So Monica, if, if that's accurate and you feel that, um, we have a couple of meditations also that, that people can do, but a lot of the work that we do with people today is we're not really interested in you understanding from a mind place what's happening. And for some of you, that's really difficult because your mind wants to understand. It wants to know. It want, Elon and Guy, give me the four-step formula that I can do over and over and over again. And like, how many of those four-step formulas have you tried? And yet you're still here, searching for yet another one. What if you just gave up that there's some magical four-step formula to you feeling better? What if instead you went out and practiced new methodologies, simple, simple practices that you can do for minutes every single day that consistently done over a period of time will give you infinitely better results where every day it will feel like you are getting lighter and lighter more gifts more energy comes online more peace comes online your relationships all of a sudden start to shift and you haven't had a conversation or done anything like that's the world that we live in and so when we called our group like the cutting edge of personal development that's because this is what this is for 50 plus years since the 1970s all of these guys the Les Browns, the Wayne Dyers, the Tony Robbins, they've all been preaching basically the same exact message. I'm not saying it's not good. I'm just saying it's old. 
there there gets to be a shift a revolution into some newness in that world and the newness comes from you giving up that your mind needs to understand at all times what is happening i've been in hour and a half long sessions with healers and coaches where i sit there and if at the end of it you said what happened other than describing to you like things that were moving in my body i have no fucking clue what happened <laughs> none but you know what i wake up the next day and i feel way better than i ever have i go into an interaction with my kids or my wife and there is more love present more connection present i start talking to my clients and in me sitting there with them they have ecstatic healing experiences now i ask you do i really give a shit what happened in that hour and a half that i couldn't fucking explain or am i more interested in how is my life being lived how are my relationships how is my health someone pointed this out in the video and i've been looking at myself in the mirror recently and i've actually been thinking that i've been going nuts because i'm like i feel like i'm getting younger looking like my I look at my skin and it's like clearer and more healthy and like my eye and someone pointed this out in my video they're like you look younger and younger in your videos and this is the beauty of doing energetic work is because it's doing all the stuff on the inside it's shedding all of that excess energy monica that in your case is making you exhausted if you're exhausted guess what's happening to your body it is overworking this is what you know leads to more wrinkles more weight more all of it but when your body doesn't have any of that stuff to deal with all the time you just shed like shed years off of your life yeah tosh blank is saying the same thing yeah, you definitely look younger i i feel the same like i look at when we started the company and i look at pictures and i i look bloated and like tight and all these different things like you know it's so funny how you know also these energetic changes will naturally lend to you making what we consider healthier choices like i'm suddenly stretching all the time i never like stretching like who, who stretches you know um I, i'm I, I move my body to open my joints every morning I, I look like an old little asian woman at the park every morning now just slapping myself and doing all these things and you know it's just it's just how it goes like this this is you know the body has the capacity to live for many many hundreds of years certainly and and guys like look we're not saying we have all the answers at all because certain people are saying here hey so it doesn't you know these factors don't matter these factors don't matter here's the truth it all matters you know like like having some level of understanding it, it does matter it's very helpful right at a certain level and frequency that really matters we can't tell you, hey, just do energetic work, but any cake all day long. No, your body's gonna fall apart. Or, <laughs> or like, you know, uh, eat really healthy, but uh, you know, sit in a house full of chemicals all day long. No, that's gonna hurt. You're gonna have a, you're gonna have a problem, right? So it's like all these factors matter and they play together. However, when we focus on a single thing, and what Western philosophy has been really focused on is cognition. Cognition, not consciousness. Cognition. How do we think? Does thinking matter? Think, therefore I am, or like that whole that whole philosophy. We're in a time right now where, where Eastern and Western is meeting, and it's not one is better than the other, because I've said this many times on these programs and other programs, is we have two schools of growth towards enlightenment. 
You have your waking up work. You have your growing up work. For those of you guys that have been doing personal development for a long time, you've been doing very good growing up work. You may have completely absolved yourself, though, of waking up work, which has to do with the energetics of your body. So just imagine what is possible when you start bridging these two together in terms of the accelerated growth that you can have. And I promise you, when the time is right, you will be led to that kind of work. So if right now you're listening to this program and you're like, damn, that all sounds really interesting. I would love to understand that clear because that's how most of us have been trained to operate, that it's important to understand. We want to take you so far beyond understanding. It's so funny. Every time I talk to, to dad now, he's like, so what are you getting out of the program? I'm like, dad, I have no idea. <laughs> and he was asking me, we're doing these like tr these energetic transmissions, right? He's like, what are you getting out of that program? I said, dad, I have no idea. But at the end of every transmission, I can't get up for an hour. So something's happening, right? Like this is like an existential experience that I'm having. Now I've learned through plant medicine work and through doing a lot of energetic healing that honestly, it's very nice to come up with some kind of quip and tell people, hey, this is what I got from doing that work. The reality, though, is you can feel the changes inside. You walk out into the world and you're like, whoa. Yeah. I'm in a different dimension. People don't look the same. I don't feel the same towards them. Like, it has been a while. I mean, a while. I'm saying this honestly. Since I have driven down the road and honestly, honest to God, have gotten really angry at somebody from behind the wheel. And to my mind, there are situations that happen all the time where people are doing the things that they used to do that used to make me judge them and get angry at them. And when people do that stuff, honestly, I feel empathy in my system because I can feel the, the anxiety that create, is creating that situation for them. And instead of being judgmental, I actually want to sit there and start transmitting love to them to see if something in my transmission can hopefully help their nervous system calm down and maybe get a little bit of new information in their system because we're all because just think about what that does energetically to somebody when they're acting that way. There are certain tribes in Africa that when somebody does something awful like steals or rapes or whatever it might be that in our society we punish and we judge. They make them stand in the circle while everybody yells at them how much they love them until literally that person has a breakthrough. And cries, and it's like it absolves them of all these things. That for anybody who knows how ponopono, right? Like, same same type of idea there. It's it's changing the energetics of how it is that we relate to ourselves and how it is that we relate to the rest of humanity. And it has to start, or it gets to start. You don't have to do anything. You're free will. It gets to start with how you feel about yourself. Yeah. And the the secret that everybody's living with inside is that people don't feel worthy. Not because they have the big house, not because they have the money, not because they have a million followers online. Those are all projections of a distortion that's creating those things, trying to heal the fact that we don't feel worthy and loved and in alignment with ourselves. So then what becomes possible for this planet when instead of creating those things out of alignment because we don't feel worthy, now we feel safe connection, well-being, and alignment within our system, and then we go build those things. So if you're the type of person that wants to find out, not to understand, and instead to have a direct experience 
that realigns the energetics of your body, which by the way, will teach your mind. Because you guys notice we are talking about how reality is showing up differently. So that's why we don't need to understand it because reality naturally shows up to meet the new energy. Yeah. It's a hologram that is always reflecting your energy. So if your energy is changing- It cannot do anything else. It, it just yeah. cannot. It has to reflect what is happening in here. It is literally how the machine works. There is a holographic mirror in front of you that relates to you exactly where you are. Most people are waiting for God to like speak to them, to have some kind of epiphany, and they think, oh, well, there's no generosity on this planet. Well, I would challenge you then to look at your own generosity. Are you showing up generous? And you're gonna say, no, I'm not, because the world's not generous. And I'm gonna tell you, that's why the world's not showing up generous for you. It is sourcing itself from your energy. You like God is not something we need to look outside of ourselves for. It is something that lives within and it is old energy that created a paradigm that you needed some segue outside of yourself to meet your maker or to, or to tell you what your relationship to your maker could be, right? Like that, that was a way that was needed and it, it's an energy that is no longer needed. It will always be there. Old energy will always be there. Just like once we move to electric cars, fuel will still be in the ground for usage. We just won't use it anymore. Right, it's the same kind of thing. So if you guys are interested in having this kind of experience, that's exactly what our events are about these days. So again, we decided to change our model because our prices start at $5,000 for our group training programs. And we understand that for a lot of people that's out of their range. So we do two day intensives now about every two months. And the way you get to our next intensive, which is this Friday and Saturday, is you go to satoriprime.com forward slash live. And go ahead and grab your ticket. Prices are going to go up very shortly because they're at their last little bit of discount right now. So if you want to take advantage of a $100 discount, do that. We also have payment plans. So we try to make it as easy as humanly possible for you guys. If you don't absolutely love this program, I mean, if it doesn't knock your fucking socks off. If you're not just sitting there in awe of your human experience at the end of these two days, come get your money back. Come get your money back. We're here. We are... People say this all the time, I'm building, I built my business to serve. The money is nice. We all do business for money because money has become a way to survive. But here's the reality is we shouldn't keep your money if we're not serving you. So if you feel like you got a lot of service from what we're doing, awesome. If not, just come get your money back. And guess what? We are still so happy to share with you what we have been up to and what has taken us literally two decades and over a million dollars of personal investment within ourselves to get us to a place where we can even transmit this stuff to you in an integrous type of way. Yeah. So I think I'll leave it at that unless you want to add something more. Um, yeah. Again, if you have any, like go to that page and just watch the testimonials. Like don't even take our words for it. Like just watch some of the people that have gone through that same event and see for yourself. Someone in there has your story. Yes. And you're going to hear and go, holy crap, that's exactly what I've been wanting to shift in my life. I know, I know that it is so scary to invest in ourselves because we don't feel that we are worthy of it. We don't feel that it will work for us. We don't, uh, we don't know. There's uncertainties. All of that. I get it. I get all of it. It happens every time I invest in myself. We just paid $7,000 for a program that we're in the exact same boat with you guys. And at the end of the day, here's what I look to. I listen. 
not with my ears, and I watch not with my eyes. I feel with my body and with my heart. And if my heart pulls me towards it or vibrates and goes, yes, then I quiet all the other stuff down and I take action. Because I've been doing this long enough. Guy told you, we've invested a million dollars in ourselves. That is not a fictitious number. We've actually done the math. When I follow this, the rewards that come instantly from the moment that I say yes are infinite. It's like, like the, the, it's like the universe has been waiting for you just to say yes to yourself. Not to me, not to Guy, not to Story Prime, to yourself. I am this worthy. This is what I'm going to do for me. And the universe goes, we've been waiting. Thank you for playing. Here you go. And you'll see in people's testimonials, money, job, uh, relationship things, weight loss, like anything that you've been wanting, you got to play the game. Standing on the sidelines and reading a book and opining about your life and everyone else's isn't working. Trust yourself. The more you trust yourself, the more this stuff starts to play out in this way. It has to start somewhere and it has to start with you. We've made this the easiest thing to do. Trust yourself. And like I said, if at the end of it, it wasn't your cup of tea, ask for your money back. That's it. Simple as that. You literally have zero at stake. Practice. Practice saying yes to self. Yeah. Beautiful. All right, guys. For those of you guys who are here, thanks for joining us. Hopefully, uh, we see you guys at our live event. We look forward to participating and also not just teaching, but learning from you and uh, enjoying sharing in your space. With that said, my friends, thank you again. We love you. We'll see you next time. Happy Tuesday, everybody. Bye, everyone. Bye. -bye.